0: It is with great sadness that we learned on New Year's Eve morning of the passing of Emeritus Pope Benedict XVI, although some people were probably surprised to learn that he was still alive, quietly living out his years in a monastery in the shadow of St. Peter's Basilica, a far cry from the life in the limelight that he never wanted, but that he lived to the best of his ability according to God's will for the good of the church." And now we send him to his heavenly reward. We sent him to the Father's house where he, we pray, will be in the very good company, not only of his family, his brother, also a priest, George, who has gone before him, John Paul II, uh, John Paul the Great, whom he served so faithfully and well, working closely side by side with him for all the years that John Paul was Pope, but also to see the face of God and Jesus and Mary and the saints holy beings about which he spent so much of his life contemplating and thinking and writing and teaching others about. I'll admit I chose the first and second reading that we have just heard proclaimed, but Benedict himself chose the gospel. This is the gospel that will be proclaimed in Italian just hours from now in the presence of his body at St. Peter's in the Vatican during his funeral mass. What did he want us to take away from this message? Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And today, I promise you, this day, you will be with me in paradise. We pray that reward for Joseph Ratzinger, for Emeritus Pope Benedict XVI, for all the good he did while he was here on earth, more than seventy of his ninety-five years spent as a priest, in service to God, to the Church, and to God's holy people. I chose the first reading because we see quite a contrast. It was Isaiah, who was the great prophet of Advent, who tells us a virgin will be with child, a shoot shall sprout. From the stump of Jesse, a voice will cry out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. But Isaiah's prophecy are bookends of Jesus' life. He foretold the coming of the Lord, and he also foretold Jesus' great triumph, his mission, born to die, that we might live. And that is why Isaiah, than 700 years before these events would be fulfilled and come to pass, explains what would happen on a mountain where God's only son would destroy death forever, Forgive everyone their sins and wipe away the tears from their eyes. Isaiah was get being given a vision of what was going to happen on the mountain called Calvary when Jesus did all those things on the cross, destroying death forever, forgiving everyone their sins, and turning our tears into dancing. Because Jesus destroyed death forever and for everyone, that's why he was born, so that he could die Of course, of Benedict XVI, we would do well to exclaim as Paul did. He has competed well. He has finished the race. He has kept the faith better than most and taught it so beautifully. Uh, One of the greatest theologians of the 20th century, and he was the last living bishop to have been present at the Second Vatican Council. He was just a young theologian then, but he was there from 1962 in 63, 64, 65, uh, a young theologian and university professor advising the 2,200 bishops that gathered there for those four years uh, to throw open wide the doors of the church for renewal, for reform, to return to the zeal of early Christian ancestors, but also to make sure the church could be dragged into the third millennium that we are now experiencing. I feel that Benedict can explain his thoughts far better than I can. So I'm just going to share with you Just a jumbled together uh, collection and collage of his quotes from various writings and books that just give us a glimpse into his faith and his understanding in the mysteries of the church. This is Benedict, not me. Pope Benedict. If you follow the will of God, you know that in spite of all the terrible things that happen to you, you will never lose a final refuge. You know that the foundation of the world is love so that even when no human being can or will help you, you may go on trusting in the one that loves you. And one that is much shorter, but certainly speaks to the church in modern times, truth is not determined by a majority vote. The world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. We are not some casual and meaningless product of evolution. Each of us is the result of a thought of God. Each of us is willed. Each of us is loved. Each of us is necessary. The fundamental human right, the presupposition of every other right, is the right to life itself. This is true of life from the moment of conception until its natural end. Abortion, consequently, cannot be a human right. It is the very opposite. It is a deep wound in society. It is not by sidestepping or fleeing from suffering that we are healed, but rather by our capacity for accepting suffering, maturing through it, and finding meaning through union with Christ who suffered with infinite love for us. What did Jesus actually bring if not world peace, universal prosperity, and a better world? What did he bring? The answer is very simple, God. Jesus has brought God and now we know his face. Now we can call upon him. Now we know the path that we human beings have to take in this world. Jesus has brought God and with God the truth about both our origin and our destiny. Jesus has brought faith, hope, and love. It is only because of our hardness of heart that we think this is too little. Yes, indeed, God's power works quietly in this world, but it is the true and the lasting power. Again and again, God's cause seems to be in its death throes. Yet over and over again, it proves to be the only thing that truly endures and saves And at World Youth Day in Cologne, in Germany, in 2007, he said to the youth of the world, my dear young friends, I want to invite you to dare to love. Do not desire anything less for your life than a love that is strong, a love that is beautiful, a love that is capable of making the whole of your existence a joyful undertaking, of giving yourselves as a gift to God and a gift to your brothers and sisters in imitation of the one who vanquished hatred and death forever through love. Love is the only force capable of changing the heart to the human person and of all humanity by making fruitful the relations between men and women, between rich and poor, between cultures and civilizations. Benedict XVI was the 265th person to wear the shoes of the fisherman. An unbroken line of succession that stretches all the way back to peter not all of them are saints many of them are martyrs some of them are extraordinarily sinful but all of them stand in an unbroken line that brings us all the way back to jesus and a line that will go forward until jesus comes again but in recent centuries every pope is sometime during his petrine ministry as the successor of the apostles and the vicar of Christ on earth is asked to write a spiritual testament, something that will be published only after his death. Benedict's was published uh, earlier this week. He wrote it in 2006, only one and one half years into his papacy, not knowing how long he was to live. But these are the words that he wanted the flock to hear when the shepherd went to God. And so he writes, my spiritual testament If in this late hour of my life, I look back at the decades I have been through, first I see how many reasons I have to give thanks. First and foremost, I thank God himself, the giver of every good gift, who gave me life and guided me through various confusing times, always picking me up whenever I began to slip and always giving me again the light of his face. In retrospect, I see and understand that even the dark and tiring stretches of this journey were for my salvation, and that it was in them that he guided me so well. I thank my parents who gave me life in a difficult time and who at the cost of great sacrifice with their love prepared me for a magnificent abode. The light clear light illuminates all my days to this very day. My father's faith taught us children to believe And as a signpost, it has always been steadfast in the midst of all my scientific acquisitions. The profound devotion and great goodness of my mother represent a legacy for which I could never give thanks enough. My sister has assisted me for decades selflessly and with affectionate care. My brother, with the lucidity of his judgments, his vigorous resolve and serenity of heart, has always paved the way for me. Without this constant preceding and accompanying me, I could not have found the right path for my life. From my heart, I thank God for the many friends, men and women whom he has always placed at my side, for the collaborators in all the stages of my journey, for the teachers and students he has given me. I gratefully entrust them all to his goodness. And I want to thank the Lord for my beautiful homeland in the foothills of the Bavarian Alps, in which I have always seen the splendor of the Creator Himself shining through. I thank the people of my homeland, because in them I have been able again and again to experience the beauty of faith. I pray that our land remains the land of faith, and I beg you, my dear countrymen, do not let yourselves be turned away from the faith. And finally, I thank God for all the beauty I have been able to experience at all the phases of my journey, especially, however, in Rome and in Italy, which has become my second homeland. To all those whom I have wronged in any way, I heartily ask for forgiveness. What I said before to my countrymen, I now say to all those in the church who have been entrusted to my service, stand firm in the faith, do not let yourselves be confused. Finally, I humbly ask just this, pray for me pray for me so that the Lord, despite all my sins and insufficiencies, will welcome me into the eternal dwellings. To all those entrusted to me day by day, my heartfelt prayer goes out. It was a peaceful transition of power at the end of February of 2013, when Pope Benedict resigned, and just days later, uh, Francis was elected to be his successor It is our Holy Father, Pope Francis, that will preside at the funeral mass just hours from now at St. Peter's. And towards the end of that mass, he will stand over the body of Benedict and he will say these words. Dear brothers and sisters, in celebrating the sacred mysteries, we have opened our minds and hearts to joy-filled hope. With confidence, we now offer our final farewell to Pope Emeritus Benedict and commend him to God, our merciful and loving Father May the God of our fathers, through Jesus Christ, his only Son, in the Holy Spirit, Lord and giver of life, deliver Pope Emeritus Benedict from death, that he he may sing God's praises in the heavenly Jerusalem in expectation of the resurrection of his mortal body on the last day. May the blessed Virgin Mary, Queen of the Apostles and health of the Roman people, intercede before the Eternal Father, that he may reveal the face of Jesus, his Son, to Pope Emeritus Benedict. And console the church on her pilgrimage through history as she awaits the lord's return gracious father we commend to your mercy pope emeritus benedict whom you made successor of peter and shepherd of the church a fearless preacher of your word and a faithful minister of the divine mysteries welcome him we pray into your heavenly dwelling place to enjoy eternal glory with all your chosen ones we give you thanks lord for all the blessings that in your goodness you bestowed upon him for the good of your people. Grant us the comfort of faith and the strength of hope. To you, Father, source of life, through Christ, the conqueror of death, in the life-giving spirit, be all honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.
1: welcome you to paradise. May the martyrs greet you on your way. May you see the face of the Lord this day. Alleluia. eternal Jerusalem Alleluia Alleluia They will all come out to meet you in the kingdom of God where Lazarus is no longer poor Alleluia welcome you to paradise may the martyrs greet you on your way may you see the face of the Lord this day alleluia alleluia I am the resurrection and life they who put faith have eternal light and peace. Alleluia, alleluia. May the angels welcome you to paradise. May the martyrs greet you on your way. May you see the face.
0: Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. May Emeritus Pope Benedict's soul and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace.
1: Amen. Amen.